0: Welcome to A Drink with a Friend. I'm Seth Haynes.
1: And I am Tish Doxenreiter.
0: Tish. Mm-hmm. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. That's the season we're in. Mm-hmm. And my hope is that you are drinking something quasi-festive.
1: Kind of. Um Dave and Karen brought a gift to 309, and that is Onyx coffee. So I finally got to try Onyx. What? I know. So I've got that is festive. a bag in my hands, which is, I guess, kind of a box when it's Onyx. And I ha- we have gone with the, f- the blend that the barista recommended, which is tropical weather, which does not sound Christmassy at all, but it's very oh. good. It's very good.
0: It's very good. It is a very good cup of coffee. Yes. I really like it. You know, Onyx right now is doing their Advent Coffee Series. Ah. Hm. So they have sort of like a different coffee every day. Yesterday was, I think, Honduras. And I'm not a huge fan of South American coffees, but it was very good. Yeah. It was very excited. Cool. Um. So yeah, they just, they're very interesting people. So Dave and Karen, thank you for <laughs> Uh, supporting my local uh, coffee shop yeah, m- owned by my friends John and Andrea. Good people. We love Onyx.
1: Cool. I thought you'd be happy to hear that. All right. Seth, Very. What, what are you drinking this afternoon?
0: It's not festive at all. <laughs> Although, actually, it is seasonal. It's not festive, but it's seasonal. I think you'll understand why. Okay. So, um, I took that, that, that premier Ozarka water, you know, that's proudly Texan. Right. Though it has... As we've talked about before, um, stolen the word Ozark, but whatever. Um, And I poured it into a cup with some uh, emergency.
1: That does sound seasonal. And I hate to say it, you do sound a tiny bit stuffed up. Sorry to say that.
0: I am a tiny bit stuffed up. It's not great. It's not great. But it sort of is what it is. It's not like a bad cold or anything. It's just like that. Yeah. You know, tis the season. I know know. the nastiness. Um, tis the season, and
1: it's going around everywhere. Like you can't escape it. And I work at a school, and it's it's just, it's in the water, which is a gross thing to say, but it's everywhere.
0: Is it in the Ozarka
1: water? Probably. (laughs) We're probably shipping it Mm, to you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Ozarka, that was a joke. Please don't sue this podcast.
1: Okay, well, speaking of it being festive slash seasonal, we thought it would be fun to chat about the movies, music, books, etc. That's making us happy, adding a little sparkle to our days. And I don't know, Seth, when I was thinking about my chat with you, I was like trying really hard to make this holiday-ish and it kind of resulted in like, eh, kind of holidayish, but just more like what I'm in the mood for right now. So my list is quasi-festive. How about yours?
0: Uh my I think I would say that my list is very very festive. Okay, good. Extremely. I would even go as far as to say extremely festive. Okay.
1: Cool. Well, I did cheat and, you know, we came up with the categories, but I couldn't like there are some where I've got two, so some's more festive than others. Cuz we get to make the rules here. This is our game. Um do you want to start? And if so, what category do you want to start with?
0: Yeah, let's roll movies because Cool. Who doesn't want to talk about good movies? That sounds great. Um, So, you know, I I think that there are a lot of obvious picks for this time of year. Mm -hmm. I mean, like who's not watching Elf right now or Charlie Brown Christmas or that new movie um, with Will Ferrell and the other guy that everybody's in love with. No idea. Uh, you know, it's, it's it's spirited with Ryan Reynolds. Oh, yes. And, yes, yes, uh, yes. Will Ferrell. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a musical. We did watch it. It's delightful. I'm not going to say anything else. Okay. There are some obviously adult themes there. So if you have little kids, maybe not the best idea. I mean, Ryan Reynolds kind of hooks it up with the ghost of Christmas past. Got it. So yeah. spoiler. Um, but I will say, you know, those obvious things, I'm not going to go with that. I'm not going to go with that. So, Tish, one of the things that people talk about a lot, but I think they never do, is they talk about uh, Hallmark movies. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, people are always like, hey, i watch some Hallmark movies and drink hot cocoa. And I, I kind of wonder whether that many people really do. I know not many guys do. So, the other day, our house full of uh, five boys, mm-hmm. including myself um decided that we were gonna watch a movie with amber a hallmark movie with amber (laughs) and and her ground rules were like you can watch this but and we have to make fun of it like the idea here is like to make fun of it yeah because the acting is decidedly b uh the script writing is decidedly like c-tier um it was a Christmas movie that was set in the winter, but it was obviously filmed in the summer. Right. It's this kind of stuff. It's yep. just like, you know, you're making fun of it because it's a Hallmark movie. But it was called, I think it was called Naughty or Nice. <laughs> and it was delightful. Okay. We watched it on Peacock and it was about this woman <laughs> who finds, her name is uh, Chrissy Kringle. Oh, She lives no. on Candy Cane Lane. Because they changed the name of the, after she bought the house, they changed the name of this street to Candy Cane Lane. And so she starts <laughs> receiving all these letters for Santa, right? Because she's Chrissy Kringle on Candy Cane Lane. naturally. And uh, one of those things is uh, a, a book, a magical book called The Naughty or Nice List. <laughs> and it is actually Santa's Naughty or Nice List. And she begins to, to to you know figure out that she can use this um, to sort of get leverage over people in her life, and so it's all of these shenanigans that would go along with having Santa's naughty or nice list. And it was kitschy, mm-hmm. terribly written, yeah, decently acted considering the dialogue, and yet. It was probably the best thing we've watched so far this Christmas. <laughs> it was so much fun. Okay, is there a love so, story? That's my first one. Oh, obviously, yes, there's a love Does story. Does he wear I plaid? Mean, I Hmm, that's a great question. I don't know.
1: Okay. But this is a small town, right?
0: Uh also don't know the answer to that. Okay. Maybe.
1: There's some tropes, you know. She falls in love with the, the small town boy who's got a heart of gold even though he's grumpy kind of thing.
0: I don't know. Oh no, that's not this one. This is different. Okay. She got uh it. she, but but the but there is that trope kind of exists as on a friend basis. But got it. She's right. in love with a lawyer who is working his way up in a major firm, and may or may not have <laughs> some hidden hidden things. <laughs> Hence the naughty or nice book. We're
1: just gonna have to watch it. We have talked as a family about hate watching some of those. Um, I we've got two, I don't know if you'd call them Scrooges in the house, but definite curmudgeons, maybe Grinches is more like it. And so we thought it would kind of be fun to, to not, I mean, hate watch sounds too drastic. Like MST three K watch it. If that makes sense.
0: That's what we did. All
1: right. Maybe we'll do that. You've got to do it. Yeah. Sounds fun.
0: You should do that and report back. I think you'll have a blast. Okay, Sounds good. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So what is on your movie list?
1: Um, Well, I'm going to throw in the show notes, a YouTube video I watched literally today, where a person is talking about every Hallmark Christmas movie ever, just for our listeners and for you. But that is not what I have listed. I went with two. And the reason I went with two is because I think I might have mentioned them before. So I'm just going to do it briefly. Um, Have you seen the movie The Man Who Invented Christmas
0: Mm, no, I don't think I have. All right, I think my kids. It have, came though. out
1: a few years ago, and it's about Charles Dickens, and it's hokey, it's cheesy, and it's delightful and fun. And what it, it it's got the guy from Downton Abbey who plays Matthew Crawley, and I cannot remember his name, and I know he's a legitimately good actor who does other things. So my apologies to Matthew Crawley, but he plays Dickens, and it's about his process of writing a Christmas Carol, and you see characters come in and out, and backstory of Dickens' real life, and some of it's you know glamorized for TV or for the screen or whatever, but it's really good and it's really fun. And so it's kind of a nice twist on A Christmas Carol if you've watched that a million times already. And I think it might be on Prime, something like that. I don't know. We actually own it, but I feel like I saw it on there. So that's Mm. the movie. And then the series I wanted to mention is – and the reason – I'm going with this because I know I've mentioned this before, is I recommend everyone to either rewatch or watch for the first time the first two seasons of All Creatures Great and Small because season three comes out January 8th. And if you like this podcast or either of our newsletters, I think you would really, really, really like that show. And it's a great holiday break one. It's not Christmas related. I think there might be a Christmas special episode, but it's just a really great show. And it's very cozy and very... All it checks all the right boxes. So definitely watch it.
0: So you say if you like this show or either of our newsletters, you'll like it. What's the what's the connection point? Um the connection there?
1: is that it's kind of slower paced. It's based on James Harriet's memoirs, the uh the All Creatures Great and Small, you know, the 1930s and 40s vet who's from the Yorkshire Dales in England, and it's small village life and out in the countryside, and it really Taps into that longing for beauty and for goodness and all those things. So I don't know. That's that's why I get that vibe. Maybe wholesome is the right word. Are we wholesome? I think we are. Uh, yeah. So that's why. I don't know. I could be wrong. Someone could be listening to this and saying or thinking, "I like your podcast, but I really hate that show." And you know, more power to him. But hmm. I really think people would like the show, and you would too. I think.
0: All right. So I guess. I'm going to have to check it out now because I don't know anything about it.
1: It's really good. All right. So that's our movies slash series slash things to watch. Let's go with music. You want to do music next?
0: Ah, yes. I do like this. All right. I do like music. So I guess you go first because I went first last time. So that'll be be more fun that way.
1: Sounds good. All right. So I've mentioned John Van Dusen before on this show. I really like him. He's one of those like – musicians who's a Christian, not a Christian musician, and he's really good. He reminds me of a cross between kind of Paul Simon and Sufjan Stevens and a little Fleet Foxes. So if you like that kind of folksy poppy sound, Mm. you'd really like him. And he has a new album for the holidays called In the Bleak Midwinter. And it's all Mm. it's all classics. It's mostly guitar. It's very chill, but not somber. It's it's been really good. And it's been on repeat. I've listened to it at least once a day since Advent. Um, so yeah, it's really good. It's not too long, it's like maybe 10 songs. Uh, but I really like it. And that's my In my the Blake Midwinter music. Oh, and then you know what? A little bonus PS, I guess, call out for another audible listen is American Magazine every year. This is the second Advent. They've got a podcast called Hark, and it's only four episodes. It's only the four weeks of Advent. They they talk about the history of one famous Carol a week and it's really good. So I'm going to just toss that in the mm. show notes. So if you like holiday music and you're interested in the, the history of them, then it's a good show. And it's, it's totally listenable in one sitting because there's only four episodes a year. So
0: that's great. That's great. And if anyone can, um, you know, tell us somewhere maybe in the comments or on the, our buy me a coffee site, uh, which of my favorite shows uses the poem in the bleak midwinter oh. um as an anchor point i will send them a gift card for starbucks like a five dollar <laughs> starbucks Starbucks gift card and they can use it however want- they want they can even get those little like pods that you put in your office coffee machine that i drink from time to time and hate myself and smell like regret <laughs> afterwards for drinking
1: when you say in the show um, in my show what do you mean like a thing you watch
0: Oh, I have a show, okay. and I don't want to say what show it is. Okay. I want people to guess. All right, Somebody cool. guess the show. First person to get it, I'll send you a $5 gift card. It's that's, not... uh, that's a legit thing. I will really do it.
1: It's not Little Einstein's, the preschool show, is it?
0: <laughs> it's not that okay. at all. all right. It is much more adult and, yes, <laughs> and violent even. Ah, uh, all right.
1: So, Got it. Yeah. All mm-hmm. right. So what about you?
0: Um. Yeah. So every year at this time of year, I – can't help myself but listen to um Stings If on a was it if on a bleakman winter no that's not that's not if on a winter's night now see you got me stuck in the bleakness there um if on a winter's night All right. um that album is so so good and it's a bunch of english like old english folk songs that for the most part sort of revolve around um you know, this sort of advent message, but also there's yeah. some good Christmas stuff. There's also some just good winter stuff.
1: This isn't new, right?
0: The Hounds of No no no, it's okay. not. New I vaguely at all. remember this. Um I don't remember the year.
1: Yeah. Okay. Two
0: thousand nine is what the internet is telling me okay. now. So it's not new, but it's just such a good album nice. from beginning to end. And it's such a Christmas album for me. So I love it. I highly recommend it. I think everybody should listen to it. That and um, you know all those kitschy, you know Apple and uh, Spotify playlists oh, with yeah. like you know Dolly Parton and Ariana Grande and all those people. <laughs> yeah, you got, you got to listen to that stuff too. Any list that mashes up like you know old jazz musicians, Mariah Carey and Ariana Grande. That, that's a, that's like a yeah, that's quite a swath to pull together.
1: And you, you know um, it's throwing a this little George Michael. Yeah, <laughs> right.
0: Totally. It's
1: only this time of year, totally. although I wish you like, could tell Spotify that so that the, it doesn't for like the next three months think you like this weird assortment of like 90s pop and 40s country. Anyway, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Truth. Truth. I don't ever want to hear anything by George Michael except at Christmas. And really, honestly, that's only for nostalgia. I really don't even want to hear it at Christmas.
1: I don't either. That's, that's on my bottom five of Christmas songs. I know which one you're talking about. I'm not going to think about it because it'll yeah, be in my totally. head. totally. Yeah.
0: Yep. Sorry. Uh, That's right. Mm. That's
1: right.
0: (laughs) So, does that bring us to literature?
1: It is. You want to start us this time? Mm.
0: Yeah, I can, except for... Mine pick's really boring because, Mm. um, as you know, I've been reading and writing a lot. Um, I've been working a lot. I've been... When I say reading a lot, I've been reading manuscripts a lot. I have not been reading my own stuff as much as I'd like to. Um, So, I'm still wrapping up a couple novels that I started earlier um last month um but every year this time of year my family gets really excited to actually read the bible again we're like oh yeah we should be doing that more (laughs) together as a family yeah um and then we'll we'll do really well for three or four months and then we'll not do well for three or four months it's this terrible cycle of being a maybe not a great great parent i don't know but anyway we try our best (laughs) And right now, um, we dug back into um, the Gospels because it's Advent. So, you know, if we're going to celebrate the life of Jesus, maybe we should read about it. Um, And so we've been reading as a group, as a family through Luke. Mm. And reading through Luke, um, thinking about Advent and thinking about why Christ came into the world and thinking about particularly this season of like, it just seems like hopelessness for so many people. And it it just seems so maybe dark um, and just the light that came into the darkness. Um, I had a priest once in ninth grade say that, maybe eighth grade say that, that, that Luke was the gospel of the underdog. Hmm. And so as we read, we just see him bringing light into all of these like underdog situations. Um, and there's something that's been really hopeful about reading that in this season, in the season of Advent, but also in the season of the world.
1: That's really good. How do y'all read it together out loud?
0: Yeah, and I I would prefer to read more than we do, but yeah, we all sit down and we'll read. I I like to read a chapter at a time, mm-hmm. but everyone, including Amber, is like, let's get one story and like talk about that one story. So it's probably going to take us seventeen years <laughs> uh, to really get all the way through Luke at this clip. Yeah, but that's all that, that's But it it's works. working for us right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I like so that. It's been it's been very good. So yeah, I highly recommend if you don't know where to start your Advent reading, uh, just start in the book of Luke and go forward. I would always typically default to John, but for whatever reason, Luke is working this Advent.
1: Luke is a very Adventy one because of the first two chapters. So I get it.
0: Yep. Cool. Yep. So what about you? What are you reading uh, this Advent season?
1: All right. Um, I've got a book and a series of books. So the first one I have is a, a little collection called the Penguin Book of Christmas Stories. And it's a nice little small hardback, beautifully bound volume of just classic stories. I think the first one's Hans Christian Andersen and it's got Dostoevsky and, and Dorothy Sayers and all these great writers and it's kind of their lesser known works. I mean, I think Hans Christian Andersen has the fir tree, but everything else is like, this is new to me. So I've just had it on my nightstand and just will read a story at a time. And we're talking like short stories. They're like three to four pages long. Um, So I recommend that. The downside is I feel like where I'm looking right now, it's on back order. So maybe they'll get more in stock. But apparently I'm not the only one who had this idea. Um, The other suggestion I have is not seasonal, but it kind of is because this is the time of year where I'm always into cozy murder mysteries. I don't know what says cozy Mm. murder more than Advent and Christmas. So um, there is a series by a writer named Anthony Horowitz who – he's written a lot of commercial fiction like Alex Ryder for like middle grade, but he's written this series that I is just really great. Um, where it's like, he's a character in the book and he is a writer following a real former police detective to write true crime mystery novels. Um, so he's in it and this detective's in it, but because of their dynamic, it's like, he's, Watson and this detective is Sherlock Holmes. And the cool thing is the real life Anthony Horowitz also writes for the Sherlock Holmes estate. Um, So it's all very meta and it's really interesting. And I'm making it sound highbrow and it's not at all. It's very funny. It's very lighthearted. Um, It's just really just Easy to read, fun to listen to. I was doing the audiobook. So um the first one is called The Word is Murder. And the second one is The Sentence is Death. And the third one is A Line to Kill. Good grief. I know. Um, but the, he's doing that tongue in cheek. He's making fun of his own genre. There it's taking lightly the the genre of murder mystery. Um, yet they're actually good stories. And he's a great writer. Actually it's not just like B grade writing. It's good writing. So I think they're really fun this time of year. Um, And I'm grateful to my library who recommended it. I've had this, you know, I guess normally I don't count the books I read. I just, to me, it starts making my favorite hobby start feeling like a chore. But this year I decided I'm just going to do that. And I was at like 45 or so in mid-November and I was like okay my goal was 52 this year like one book a week on average Mm. and so I just needed something kind of easy which sounds cheating but but it's not really cheating so um I went with that now I'm already past 50 so it worked uh so that's awesome nice easy reads that's Great what work. we need on the holidays. Also,
0: he's evidently – the internet tells me that he's evidently English. Yeah. So – It's British. This feels right up your wheelhouse. It's
1: super British. If you go to PBS Masterpiece, there's some shows based on his stories because, of course, there are. Mm. Um, but they're really good. So that's me. Okay. All right. So the f- – That's awesome. The final category we talked about was a habit. And I don't know if that – if did I spring that on you or – because I've got one, but do you have stuff?
0: You might have sprung that on me, but why don't you go first and you show your (laughs) habit and then I'll think of my habit. That'll be awesome. Sorry.
1: Okay. All right. So I guess my final thought was like, what about just things that don't involve consumption? Like just things that we are doing. And I came up with two. The first one is the lighting the advent candle, but during dinner. And I say this because we are a household of two teens and a tween who is almost a teen who have like lives of their own. Meaning like, oh, you're working tonight or oh, you've got some big test tomorrow. So you're studying. So we don't have the same dynamic that we used to even just a few years ago when we would like all be around the living room lighting the candle because we're all home, you know. Uh, so recently I just decided we're going to light the dad gum advent candle, no matter who's home. And we're going to do it over dinner because we're just sitting here to eat anyway. And we're not going to try and make advent candle lighting and devotional reading an extra thing. We're just going to do it while we're doing something else anyway. So maybe that's an encouragement to someone because I literally wrote a book on this and I find it challenging to like make time for it, um, that you do what you can. And with teens in the house. It's, it's hard. And so I would say roughly half the time, someone's not home and that's okay. So yep. that's that's my yep. habit. How about you?
0: Well, I think I, that that means that we've already talked about my habit because <laughs> it was very similar with the Luke book. But what I will say is we have a um, yearly habit of, at this time of year. Oh, that's good. And it is a Christmas Eve habit. So we haven't gotten to it yet. But it's a habit that I highly recommend. I was actually working out yesterday, which is also a habit. Yeah. As you know, I'm very committed to my workout. And after the workout, I was um sitting in the sauna with a few people, and one of the people in said sauna was talking about um just their oh. their advent services at their at their church. Hmm. And Um, asked if we were going to do anything special for Christmas Eve. And I said, yes, we always go to midnight mass Mm -hmm. and then walk them through. Like, what does that look like? Because they were saying, Hey, what does that look like? And at the end she said, "Um, like, can anyone come to that? Or is that like, I'm, I'm obviously not Catholic. I'm evangelical. And I said, not only can they, they're highly welcome. Please come. Um, So our habit is every new year's Eve. We, Whoever will and can make it, we normally have two stragglers that don't quite make it, and I will not divulge who that
1: is.
0: (laughs) But uh, four of us will make our way to uh, midnight mass this year. I think everyone's going, Um, and and just the habit of saying, "Hey, before we start Christmas Day, we're going to start this in the right frame of mind, with the right purpose, and at you know, with surrounded by choral music and candles and incense and the beauty of ringing in the birth Mm of of Jesus." And that's our our typical annual habit i look forward to it every year i can't wait i love it for it to happen this year um and i'm actively inviting people to uh come on the journey with us this year who are or who may or may not be catholic
1: that's cool now is the midnight mass for christmas eve as long as the one for easter the easter vigil no okay I, no okay
0: no now, I, it, I guess it depends. I mean, and I guess it. De- I, well, I guess I should say it depends. And technically, no. But like at our, and I think most midnight masses, the the music, the the caroling starts a little bit early, and so you kind of go and you sing some and blah blah blah. So it, it's it ends up being quite long, but the service itself is. Yeah. Is a touch longer than a typical service. Got it.
1: Okay. I ask because I have a child who shall not be named that um gets nervous anytime we mention going to church at night <laughs> because he he yeah. he thinks about the Easter vigil service, which feels like you moved into the parish, you know. Um
0: Yes, into the into the rectory, and you're there for good, forever, <laughs> yeah. never yeah. leaving, forever and ever, world without end. Amen.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. That sounds lovely. We've been talking about wanting to do more evening services uh, for mass, so we might just very well do that this year. Do the midnight one. I think that sounds great.
0: It is great, and the, you know, it, it does a couple things. One, it just—I don't know—it slows down Christmas mm. morning a lot. Because if you're out until one, nobody's getting, or two, by the time you get home, nobody's getting up at six, you know, to ring the bells and open the presents. Sure. So it just, it just slows everything down. And, um, I just think we, we really like that. We enjoy that it, it kind of makes us, you know, it intentionally paces us. So that's why it's become part of our habit.
1: Yeah. That's a great one. I love that. All right. Well, um, Because we normally end the show with things that are adding more beauty, we just did a whole episode of that. So I think this is about where we wrap things up here. Um, We will say we have one more episode coming for the end of the year. And I think we're going to do a little something festive but simple for you guys. And I'm excited about that. But anything else you want to add, Seth? I can't think of anything.
0: The only thing I can add is, again, if anybody wants to go to um, buy me a coffee, which you will share the link to that in the show notes <laughs> right. and uh, drop your thought for uh, the show, my favorite show that includes the phrase in the poem in the bleak midwinter uh, <laughs> as sort of an anchor. I'll send you that gift card. I'm not kidding.
1: All right. I like that. It's kind of ironic that you would send a gift card on a website called buy me a coffee. But isn't this the season for giving? Yeah. You know, it is. I like it. And speaking of actually, since we're just like dropping links here, I created a gift guide that I really like doing every year. And this year's focus is on gifts and uh, games and events. And just a reminder that there's a little event next summer called Going to Ireland. So if anyone is interested in going, there's a link in the show notes going to ireland it 's a good Christmas gift, albeit a huge one, I realize that, but hey, if you want to go to Ireland, please do that 'd be fun all right it 's time to wrap this one up. You can find this episode as well as all episodes at a drink with a and you can also find there how you can help support this show by picking up the next round of drinks, just like what Seth said. The show is free for you to listen to, but it's not free for us to make. So at the cost of just a cup of coffee or a pint, you can help keep it going. That is at adrinkwithafriend.com, which is also in the show notes of this episode. You can find me and how to connect with me, especially via my newsletter at tishoxenwriter.com. Seth, how about you?
0: They can find me at sethhaines.substack.com
1: right. Music for the show is by Kevin McLeod, Editing is by Kyle Oxenreiter. I'm Tish Oxenreiter with Seth Haynes, and we'll be back here again with you soon. Thanks for listening.